Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorcom, in which we take the time to speak to small cap companies, see what's going on there, what's going on with their companies. Guys, if you're bullish on cannabis, or more importantly, if you're looking for a great cannabis company that's bucking the trend of all the majors that are losing money, losing revenue, not growing. In other words, big hat, no cattle. You're going to love this interview today with Quizam and our friend Russ Rossi, the CEO over there. Trades in Canada under QQ for French in the S, QQQFF. Uh, if you haven't guessed it by now, they're a leading licensed cannabis retailer with triple digit growth in Western Canada. Uh, specifically, revenues for the year end, May 31st, $6.9 million versus $4 million the year before, 72.5% increase. And then Q1 ending August, $1.9 million up again uh, over the year last year with positive cash flow and the projecting $10 million in revenue for this fiscal year. Here to talk about is Russ. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, George, how are you doing? Talk is uh, cheap. Whiskey costs money, George. What's that? I said talk is cheap, but whiskey costs money. In this case, <laughs> okay, cannabis so costs money. We'll talk because we can't do any whiskey over, over uh, but I should send you a, a Gorkom whiskey. We'll do that next time. On, uh, I love virtually. it. I love it, man. I find hey. that if you drink whiskey, if you drink whiskey every day, you will get tired of it after 80 years. As a Greek, I take offense to that because I say ouzo instead of whiskey, but we'll debate that another time. Uh, hey, you're bucking the trend. Let's talk about, and I didn't mention, you got another great division as well, but cannabis is the focus. Let's talk about the fact that before we get to the numbers, how are you guys bucking the trend? Because we know the cannabis industry has been decimated, losses everywhere, no growth. What are you guys doing different? What makes you guys so great, man? Well, you know, I mean, I, I've had a couple of people comment on that in the last two weeks because our last quarter results were cash positive, really, really exciting. Our revenues are up. And I go back and I think, you know, what is different about our company compared to the other ones that have been decimated? And uh, the biggest thing is we have no debt. And we don't have any monkeys on our back that are causing problems for us in terms of cash flow and um, uh, uh, you know uh, loan payments or interest payments. And I think that's because our model—we've been in business for many years and in, in other divisions—but we are we're, we're, we manage our risk. I mean, we have we have a whole risk department, and I I'm careful all the time to make sure that we manage our risk, and that is uh, helped us to become, uh, you know, number the one, one of the, uh, well, the largest in Vancouver in terms of retail sales and, um, and, and profitable. So I think these other companies and, you know, I can name, I don't want to name a bunch of uh, companies, but you look at a lot of big canvas companies, they've either gone bankrupt or their, their stock's been rolled back uh, 20 to one, three times. And none of them are making any dough because, you know, they just, they bought and bought and bought and bought. And then all of a sudden, when it came time to pay the piper, uh, they didn't have any revenues to do so. And then they, they, they had these huge monster loans to take care of. And, um, and end, two years ago, Russ, you might've been criticized saying, Russ, you're not growing fast enough. You got to be taking, you got to be borrowing money from George. You got to expand. Let's go. Let's go. And you said, Hey, I'm not going to borrow money. This is what I loved about you guys, your management team. You didn't borrow money to go overpay. Whereas other companies kill themselves two ways. George Com cannabis borrowing money. And then I was overpaying. So now I've got a big debt on my books and the asset that I bought, I overpaid for. So it's not giving me much return on the money that I borrowed anyways. Now you guys in the catbird seat, where do you go from here? 
Well, I mean, we're using we're using our capital to uh, to expand our services. We're looking at acquisitions. Uh, we're basically um, we'll be looking. You know, we we we've toyed around with the idea of a, of a dividend. I mean, let's look. We've had one quarter of great results. So don't forget, we bought one of the operations we did buy for a million bucks. We had to pay for it a cash flow. We did one year paid. So I mean, let, let's let's uh, build our treasury. Let's build our reserves, and then we're going to look at buying the stock back and/or doing dividends, nice. and uh, and growing the revenue. And um, so far, we've been really, really solid. We originally had eight licenses, and we closed the offices that that weren't making money. This is you know you, you got to look at it as a business, okay? And if you're not making money after 18 months, let's get out. Okay, um, and we did. We closed them down responsibly. In some cases, we had to buy. Uh, you know, we 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 bought the 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 the, uh, the, the buildings, uh, canceled the leases, and sold the buildings. So just we get out of these leases, and now we're left with four operations that are profitable, and we have our eye on th three more that uh, could double our revenue. So we wouldn't be doing ten million a year; we'd be doing twenty million. Um, our EBITDA in some of our offices are like uh, approaching twenty eight percent. I think our cannabis average. How's that relative well. rust to the rest of the industry? If you benchmark that. What, I think, I think everyone else I talked to is like 15, 16. So you're almost double. Yeah, yeah we're re really, we run a tight operation. Every every month we sit down, we look at our numbers, whatever. I mean, our biggest expenses, you know, aside from the cost of product, cannabis, um, is, is our rent or variable expenses and staff expenses. So the managers actually get bonuses based on what percentage of their staffing costs are. So they watch that very carefully. We're, you know, I mean, that's that's the thing that can balloon and get out of hand. So our staffing costs are, are, uh, are, are very respectful. Um, we have... Uh, we have uh, customer loyalty programs. We have all different kinds of sales. We have, you know, like Sativa Sunday, where you can get Sativa at a discount. I mean, we have a whole Christmas box gift uh, campaign this this um, uh, this December. This is for Christmas. Of course, those are not Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, so you can come in for twenty five bucks, and we, we and you can buy uh, you know buy a little cannabis basket for your friend, for your mother, impress your friends at parties, whatever you like. I, I want to go back you. to the M&A part because you said we're looking at acquisitions, yeah. which is something George Com Cannabis and the industry were doing two, three years ago. We've said that overpaid. Yeah. Now you look at M&A. I've got to assume, but I want to hear it from you. And I think the world wants to hear it from you that valuations have come down significantly that you huge, can make some huge. great acquisitions that are immediately accretive. Yeah. Three, I mean, three years ago, our market cap was based on um, 20 times revenue, right? And now market caps are based on, you know, uh, half revenue. I mean, it's unbelievable what the cannabis uh, market caps are because everyone's got so nervous. Because if you look at the top five that were big two years ago, they've all cratered. Okay, so it's, people are licking their wounds. But I think that that'll change. Everything changes. Like Warren Buffett says, you, you know, whenever uh, whenever uh, stocks are undervalued, there's an opportunity. People always buy. Oh, yeah. You should buy against the trends and hold. That's how you make dough. It, it's a it's it, it it hasn't changed for for 50 years. But but um, a lot of people. Don't on the that. capital markets side, I think cannabis is going through uh, a catharsis because of everything we just talked about. But talk to me about the actual businesses itself, demand, consumer acceptance. Let's talk about that for everybody. What does the macro picture look like on the business operation side in general for the industry? I know you guys are doing great, but is the trend still there? You know, I, 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 I think it's going to be the same as, as, as liquor. I mean, liquor has been around forever. Uh, the private liquor stores do well in British Columbia. Um, and other provinces not so well. I mean, the, the, the business is kind of based on, um, on on territorial protection. And in BC, we have that. So uh, different communities have different protection laws in place, which means, you know, our, our cannabis shops, nobody can open up within a certain distance of ours. And so we have protection. And that helps. 
us be strong, helps us be able to hire more people and gives us a, you know, a healthy business. And the government in BC is very cognizant of that. You look at other provinces like Toronto, which has been like a sine wave. At first they had protection, then they didn't have protection. Then they had protection, now they got no protection. So what happens is, I think it's almost impossible in Toronto, let's say, to get a really, really healthy business because the second you have a healthy business, the one, somebody opens up across the street. They got four people basically yeah. cannibalizing your business. Same thing happened in Alberta. So, um, and if you look at the liquor business, it, it's, it's the same thing. But this is, this is a demand that's not going away. I still think that a lot of business is being in the black market, which we're slowly depleting. We're slowly chewing away at. I wouldn't be surprised if most of our increase in sales, which happens every month, every quarter, is because of um, we're slowly eroding the black market. Slowly, well, there are real safety realizing. issues out there, right? The safety issue, fentanyl is killing a lot of Convenience, people. Convenience, safety, choice, skews, service. I mean, I can go on. I mean, how many times you want to call your dealer up and meet in a corner or you go by his time? You have these stores now. We have lots of SKUs. I mean, we have like you know over 500 SKUs in our big stores. And you come in, you got a big choice shopping basket and you see exactly what the THC is, what the CBD is. It's very, very controlled. It's very safe. It's very consistent. So in the end, it might pay a bit more, but but it, it, it by far will check uh, you know, we'll check the costs of having to deal with a dealer, which could be inconsistent, could be inconvenient, could be um, dangerous, dangerous, illegal. Uh, you talk about illegal. You talk about your valuation earlier. Let's return to that. We know we can't give, we're not giving everyone financial advice. We're not getting everyone okay. buying advice or something like that. But I want to hear your thoughts on your valuation because I think my opinion it's clearly a case of baby being thrown out the bathwater because the entire cannabis industry is getting kind of washed out. And that mm -hmm. happens. It happened to Amazon, you know, when their stock went down to $2 back to the dot-com crash, even though they had a pretty solid business. Um, what, what do you say? And, and again, I want to be careful. We're not going to give valuations, but let's talk about some metrics there. Why you think there's a disconnect between, you know, Quizam's actual results and market valuation right now. You know, I was actually watching a video of Warren Buffett talking about Stephen Jobs about 10 years ago. And Stephen Jobs came to him before Apple had really taken off with, uh, the, with a smartphone and all, this, all the music business. And he said, Warren, I'm thinking about buying some more of my stock. Think I should? And Warren said, well, simple, the question is simple. Is uh, the market valuation less than what you think the value of the company is? That's the answer. And I laughed because I thought, holy cow, is that ever the case with, with, with cannabis companies right now? Okay. So right now, on the private side, with a company that is doing, you know, our cannabis is, is, is approaching $2 million a year in profit, has a, has a market value. If I were to sell it, I mean, we, we, do, we have had offers for, for, you know, $8 million, $9 million to buy the cannabis business. Personally, I think it's, I wouldn't sell it for under $12 million. So let's say, so, so we got a business that's worth $12 million, okay? That's, but on the public company side, our valuation is $1.5 million. So we are undervalued by almost eight times. And if you check out the insider reports, I'm probably one of the biggest buyers of the stock. I buy stock. I mean, I just bought, I mean, this week, what did I buy? The insider report will be filed today, but I probably wanted another million shares. Okay. And even on the market, I bought some. So when the CEO <laughs> is constantly buying um, stock, what else can I say? You make your own judgment, right? But I'm not an idiot. And I mean, when I see, uh, you know, personally, I would, if I could buy the whole company, what, what, what are we trading at? Five or six cents? If I could buy the whole company for five cents, I would. I mean, I, but I don't think I could. I mean, the second you try to do that, people- But the fact that you put your money where your mouth is- But it's like, I'm putting- I, the, the more I can own of this company, uh, the better, because uh, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's ludicrous that we can be doing these numbers, these profits, 
and the stock has a market cap of 1.5. Personally, that, that makes the sellers not look so shrewd. Now, if we ended the interview right there, we'd say, hey, great, great business, outstanding results for the year, Q1, can't wait to see what else happens, great, undervalued, let's follow this. Everyone would walk away happy and saying, this, this is a great interview, we found something great. But uh, what people, a lot of people don't know is you've got this e-learning side. And this isn't, this isn't some little orphan like, oh yeah, we have the little e-learning side. It's a platform, it's an e-learning platform for business individuals. And you're the number one training provider for Microsoft 365, Adobe Creative uh, Cloud, 3,000 customers, B2B, which translates about 82,000 seats, users, whatever you want to call it. That's a significant side of the business that you're buying for free within the cannabis, within this umbrella. Let's talk about that business, what it is, uh, without boring people about every detail. But more importantly, you know, I would start to think that's got to be a spinoff at some point because it's it's not getting its it's not getting its due. Let's talk about that. Well, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, on track has been around for 15 years. We were the number one corp, uh, computer training company in the early days. Now we're corporate training, and during COVID, we kind of went to sleep a little bit, we're like a sleeping giant, because customers had their staff at home. Customers had closed down their offices. You know what COVID did. So we kind of went to sleep as well. But meanwhile, we went to work with our programmers. We didn't lay anybody off. We worked on our new nice. online training platform called OnTrackTV.com. I'm telling you, this is an amazing platform that can work phenomenally on, on cell phones, on desktops, so easy to upload content. And OnTrackTV has just reemerged. It's, it's, it's now live um, in the beta version and it'll be 100% ready for the new year. We have corporations wanting it. Uh, we have different uh, uh, different employee groups wanting it to up, upload, sorry, upgrade their skills in Excel and Access and Word, sure. as well as uh, as well as you know other computer skills. But we also have soft skills. But what COVID had, has done is it has made everybody super comfortable with Zoom, like we're doing right now. Okay, and. In the old days, we couldn't get people on computers. So we're, we're now reaching out. We're doing work for the Edmonton government, the Toronto government, the, uh, the Alberta government, uh, Ontario government, California. We're now training people online with students. So now 22 students log in all over the world. We, and sometimes we're trained 24 hours. We have, sometimes instructors come on at midnight Vancouver time, and they train until six in the morning. So this has given us huge reach. And we're just waking up right now. We, you haven't seen the ring of this. We did Two years ago, we did 200,000. Last year, we did 500,000. This year, we'll do a million just on the Zoom training. And so I, the 6.9 million that you did last year, about 500 of that came yeah, from- 100%, yes, 100%. Wow, okay. That's the global, I mean, the, 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 um, the potential of online learning, both taped on our platform and live using Zoom is explosive. It's nitroglycerin in the training industry. Yeah, and, like, and if, if you've done 500 and you're on your way to a million, I'm going to chime in here with a little bit of my two cents of expertise and how the world works, but you're beyond, Hey, George, I got this great idea. I'm going to start this on track. I'm going to do some corporate training. I think it might turn into something you're there. So I've always said, if a business can get to a million dollars in revenue, it can get to a hundred million. I'm not saying for anybody at home, it's going to get to hundred million, but it means you are proof of concept. You've proven it. You've gotten now it's just a case of how good you guys are at scaling. If all goes well, if all goes well with with on track with that side, the e-learning side, does it become a spin out 
one day because they're just too, I know there's some overlap. Of course, 100% yes, 100% yes. We do a platinum arrangement, we do a spin out. We have, end up having two companies and all the shareholders end up with equal shares in two companies. I mean, this, in terms of hedging your bet, in terms of risk control, this is a great investment. I mean, that's why I'm buying more and more shares. I'm, you know, and, and, and my friends and family are buying shares too. We're in the IT business, which has now become one educational IT, which is hugely explosive. And we're in the cannabis business, which hasn't uh, has been, been around for, I don't know, hundred, couple hundred years, a thousand years. They found some cave dwellers apparently that had some cannabis in the stores, um, like in their in their cave stores. Um, you got a business that you're getting, it's like the old Wrigley Spearmint twins. You got you're getting two two bangs for one, and it's unbelievable. So uh, two bangs for your buck for one. And um, yeah, I, I love it. I love the space. I, I love the potential. And uh, I love the current economic climate, which coming out of COVID has now introduced many, many opportunities for us. There's also the other last monster uh, intangible uh, benefit that comes out of that, which means we get rust twice now if there's a spin out. 100%. The cannabis and, company. So yeah. we'd be seeing you twice as much. And, and, and for our platinum users like you, you could attend all of your in-house in class training uh, where we hotbox the classroom with cannabis. So it's a very <laughs> fulfilling experience. The whole class is hotboxed uh, with cannabis flowing and we teach you Excel spreadsheets for two hours. If, if you have a course to train people in interviews, you know I'm going to be your first customer. Um, and I want to, but congratulations, Russ. Listen, all, I'm, I'm glad. The reason why we're having fun when a lot of other small, cap, small caps are not having fun is because it was just a bad year business-wise, everything-wise. But look, the numbers say it again, $6.9 million in revenue, up 72% year over year. First quarter, 1.9 million on your way to 10 million for the year. Um, you know, look, that Amazon went down to two, was it two or six dollars when the dot-com got crushed back in the day? But we all knew it was a great business. And I think again, I'm not trying to tell the world you're the next Amazon, but valuation will catch up as long as you have real business. If you're GeorgeCom cannabis and e-learning platform, I got nothing going on, then you're gonna die. Uh, but if you're if you're Quizam with 6.9 million rev and all that going on with both sides, valuation will eventually catch up to you. And uh, and uh, I can't wait to have you back, my friend. George, thanks so much. Um, it's Friday. I'm super encouraged now. Uh, let me go uh, meet with my with my uh, all my team leaders and uh, tell them how encouraged I am, so I can get them motivated for a great Friday. And by the way, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, however you celebrate, because I'm super pumped after this. Every time I talk to you, George, you should be an inspirational, motivational speaker, because I'm pumped now. I'm ready to go. Hey, if I got you pumped, I'll kidding aside, that's a, that's a big deal. But congrats, man, to you and your team. I, I, love, I, love, I love how light you are, but the fact of the matter is behind that is a very serious business, a CEO, a very serious businessman with a very serious business team, because you don't get to these results without it. So if you're able to do both, Russ, Hey, you, you know, know what? I, I tell you something. Tom Brady of small cap. My background is math and physics, okay? And it's really funny because I remember in grade 12, Mr. Spence, my, my physics honors class, he goes, Lord Kelvin said that if you don't know it in numbers, you don't know it. And I remember I was asking him something and he asked me for a response and I didn't have it. And ever since that day, and I tell my team that all my leaders know it as well, when I ask them a question, I expect it back in numbers. If you don't know it in numbers, you don't know it, right? And that is kind of, that's one of the themes that resonates down. And that's why we're happy, we're pumped. We can have a good time. We can make light of things. We enjoy the Christmas season, but at the very, very end of it, it's all about bottom line, okay? Our revenue must exceed our expenses, right? And we need to measure that to see whether we're improving or, or, or we're declining. And uh, business is serious, especially when you have shareholders. Well, 28% EBITDA, almost, almost double the industry benchmarks, buddy.
Cannot wait. Look, I'm a shareholder. Everyone knows that because of the of a relationship. And uh, I'm in no hurry to dispose of anything because I can't wait to see where you're going to be December 2023, right? Fantastic. And then December 2024. So we're, we're along for the ride with you. And I hope the shareholders at home are watching uh, are thinking the exact same thing. Well, afterwards. listen, the next, the next, the, on the next quarter when we release them, is it okay if I bring a bottle of Dom Perignon and crack it right here on the screen, George? Can I can I be there and and you just 100%. you know through my run it through my hair or something like that so we can yeah, yeah. well I've I've seen that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Russ. I can't wait to have you back and happy holidays, Merry Christmas to you and your team as well, my friend. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, George. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Russ Rossi, he's a CEO at Quizam Trades in Canada, QQ in the U.S. Triple QFF. For those new to the story, that's going to be some of you because you saw these record revenue numbers and you want to know more, get to the company's profile page on Agoracom. We've got the story neatly laid out for you because it does have two separate divisions. And once you've got that knowledge in hand, head over to the Quizam website and hopefully today you discovered your next amazing small cap cannabis slash tech company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agoracom Small Cap Podcast.